Welcome to the second annual XP Awards. Please welcome to the stage your hosts, Dan and Meg Zero. Hello, yes, yes. Oh, people, you're far too kind. Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome to the XPs. Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to the second annual XP Awards. It's a pleasure to have you all here to celebrate the best of the best of the year that was in our little corner of the gaming industry. My name is of course Den Draken, but you can call me Den. Or maybe you can't because I'm attempting to be overly pretentious to increase my award chances. <laughs> and joining me on stage as always is my co-host who scores big while being generally crowd-pleasing, Zero. Hello! Yes, I'm here. Hello. You are here. <laughs> Ready to, uh... Well, anyway, yes. Welcome back, everyone, for the second of our prestigious award shows that just so happened to occur a few weeks before the interesting things actually start happening. As usual, we have six XPs to award with some old favourites returning and some new and exciting categories. After each award, we'll be announcing a nomination for this year's XP for begrudgingly not worst Game of the Year award. As always, we should lay down the ground rules before we start. A game does not have to be released this year to receive a nomination for an XP. It just needs to have been present in our lives over the course of 2016. You know, it's actually really kind of theatrical here. What with all the lights and the crowds. Hey, remember how we agreed not to sing this time? Of course, it's just... There's magic in the air at this time of year. Alright, alright, you can stop right there. But, 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 come on, it's theatre! And you'd have to have written a musical parody. Good points. Um, so with that in mind, let's move on to our first award! The first XP is the Spelunking Award for the game that made our families send search parties after us. A nominee must be engaging to the point of infatuation, robbing us of weekends and human companionship. This XP is for that one special game that we sold our souls to keep on playing. The first nomination for the XP for Spelunking is Street Fighter V. It launched as half a game and took months to even get close to what it should have been in the first place, but there's no doubt that Street Fighter V started to get its hooks into us. With a few more tweaks and the inevitable 13 different versions given to its predecessor, this game will certainly eat into our hours for years to come. Our second nomination goes to the Ace Attorney series. With the six installments staring us down, it was only natural that the entire Ace Attorney series would make this list. I know that I, for one, played through the entire series this year in preparation for the latest installments. My 3DS tells me that I started playing the trilogy in March, got through Apollo Justice in August, and finished Dual Destinies the day before Spirit of Justice released. For the raw hour output of the series, the Ace Attorney series gets a nomination. Our third nomination goes to... Stardew Valley. Clean, cute, and endlessly playable, Stardew Valley seemed custom-made for eating hours. After watering your crops, you realize, ah, oh, hell, I might as well play this day out. And then you do. And then you play the next one, and the next one, and then it's the next day in the real life. Our fourth and final nomination goes to... Uh, hang on, hang on just a sec. <clears throat> Sorry. Our fourth nomination goes to... The Elder Scrolls Online. One of the only MMOs that could ever hold our attention, The Elder Scrolls Online was a fascinating experiment. They took the world of The Elder Scrolls and put it in a format that completely overhauled our expectations of the series. Everything looked, 
felt and worked just a little different, allowing it to break free from the Gamebryo-enabled shackles of its single-player counterparts. A big congratulations to all the nominees. So many hours of our lives we won't get back. But you know who's getting something back? One of our nominees, because it's time to announce the winner. The winner of this year's XP Spelunking Award for Consuming Gameplay goes to... Stardew Valley. What else can be said about Stardew Valley? It simply ate hours like nothing else in our game library this year, but also had the gameplay chops and charm to keep us coming back for more willingly for hours on end. We would like to invite the developer of Stardew Valley, Eric Baron, to the stage to receive his award. Thank you, everyone. When I went out to make Stardew Valley, I never realised just how much people would resonate with it, and just how much time they would decide to sink into it. Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Now that I've got the award, I'm happy to reveal that, yes, I made this with the explicit intent of stealing as much time from you as possible. The farm work and light dating sim elements were all meticulously planned to ensure that you'd keep playing Stardew Valley for as long as humanly possible. In fact, I'm ready to tell you that I am, in fact, an incubus who is made strong by feeding off your sense of pleasure. Normally I'd take the time to seduce someone before killing them in a night of sexual ecstasy, but this seemed like a much more efficient option. Your souls now all belong to me and we'll do this all again when the multiplayer patch hits. Peace. Fancy that. Ah, explains the horns. Now, with that in mind, it's time for our first nomination for the begrudgingly not worst game of the year. Our first nomination goes to... Stories, The Path of Destiny. Was it perfect? Not even close. But this little indie gem gets a nomination on pure heart alone. Every bit of it speaks of a young, eager set of developers making something they really wanted to make. And the results were an endlessly cute massively endearing game that more people should play. A big congratulations to our nominee. On to the second XP. The next XP we have to award is a prize for those topics that came through to rescue our behind. The stories and talking points that we could comfortably repeat ad nauseum until our listeners wondered if we were taking bribes from their sources. Not every story deserves a full segment on the show, but it takes a special kind of story to get the green light over and over again. With that in mind, it's time to hear the nominations for the 800 words at 11.30 on a Monday evening award for overused discussion topics. The first nomination is... Virtual Reality. In the supposed year of VR, it's no wonder that the bulky headsets and bulkier dreams of the medium-to-be crossed our scripts time and time again. With the exciting things waiting until these past few months to actually you know, happen, perhaps this wasn't the year of VR, but it certainly was the year of VR stories. Our second nomination goes to... The Nintendo NX. We've been talking about this little sucker since close to day one of our show. Two years of wonder, rumour and speculation all boiling down to a three and a half minute trailer showing up one week before our final show of the year. Credit goes to Nintendo for announcing the Switch at a time that didn't force us to scrap an entire show to accommodate it. Our third nomination goes to... Ace Attorney 6, The Spirit of Justice. Ace Attorney is a game series that could go on forever and we wouldn't mind. The 30-hour playtime and our busy schedules meant that we could stretch out our Spirit of Justice spoiler-filled discussion case by case. For being a game that forced us to repeatedly tell members of our audience to bugger off, Ace Attorney 6 gets the nomination. 
Our fourth and final nomination for the story that just refused to die goes to... No Man's Sky's release and surrounding controversy. Not only should it receive an award for its disservice to apostrophes, but No Man's Sky proved to be the game and the story that couldn't come soon enough and then just wouldn't go away. Story after story, controversy after controversy just kept on building up until it felt like the gaming community wasn't kicking them while they were down. They were kicking the giant crater that had been left from all the kicking that they were doing. The nomination goes to Hello Games for No Man's Sky. And please, just give them a break at this point. Our nominations are cast, so now it's time for the reveal. The second annual XP 800 words at 11.30 on a Monday evening award goes to... The Nintendo Switch! I mean, really, could it honestly be anything else? The Switch seems so ingrained in our show's heritage that it would be criminal to not acknowledge it in some shape or form. We covered rumours, we covered speculation, we covered leaks, we covered rumours, we covered rumours, and it all came to a head in our penultimate show for the year. A full, unscripted, unedited episode dedicated to dissecting the three-minute look at what had been our enigma for our entire running existence. Well, I mean, apart from the Easy XP 2014. <laughs> we don't talk about Easy XP 2014. Anyway, with that, it's time to go to a break. But before we do, we have another nomination for the Easy XP Begrudgingly Not Worst Game of the Year. The second nomination for Not Worst Game of the Year goes to... The Witness. It ate hours of our time, took our brains in and spat us back out and we loved every minute of it. Well, apart from the revoltingly pretentious and stupid ending, but a beautiful brain-bending game in an often forgotten genre definitely deserves its nomination. Now we'll be taking a, a short break and then we'll be back shortly.
The XPs are brought to you by last year's jokes. Freshen up your creative potential with only the freshest year-old material. Welcome back to the second award block of the XPs. We talked about some things that made us intrigued or fascinated, but now we have to turn to the things that made us want to throw something. Every now and again, there's a story or an event that makes us wish we didn't have to read, research, or generally just associate with the people and practices involved. So our second block of prizes is for all those times that made us just wish we chose a different hobby. On to our third prize. The third XP is a very special one, designed to be given to a company who excels at dickery, is exceptional at assholery, and is supreme at douchebaggery. The next prize is the Prince Richard Award for royally dicking over your customers. This year seemed a little lighter on the dickishness front, which we are always happy for, but there's still plenty of revoltingly awful stuff going around. The first nomination for the Prince Richard Award for royally dicking over your customers goes to... CSGO Lotto. You have to be a pretty enormous dick to benefit from a possibly rigged gambling system. You have to be an even bigger one to promote it without disclosing the fact that you own it. Then imagine our shock when the team behind CSGO Lotto decided to wrap all of that up with a neat little package and throw it in a healthy dose of profiting off selling gambling services to children. We'll let that speak for itself. Our second nomination goes to... Digital Homicide. We won't say too much for legal concerns, but just know that the best way to secure a nomination on this list is to try to sue your customers. The awfulness on display was so dire that it actually made Valve act upon it almost immediately, a feat we didn't even know was possible. Our third nomination goes to Bethesda. In a story that arrived just this week, Bethesda have decided to only release review copy for games the day before the game is released. I'd, like to, I'd really like to do a full segment with possibly a cute sketch to end it off, but we have an awards show to run, so we'll just have to leave it at this nomination. Our fourth and final nomination goes to... Oculus. We kinda don't want to give this a nomination, seeing as how Oculus have made leaps and bounds to actually do better by their customers, but the release of the Rift left a lot to be desired. Throw in a couple of hardware checks and the cracking down on people playing legitimately bought games on a different piece of hardware, and you unfortunately land on our list. So without further ado, the winner of the Prince Richard Award for royally dicking over your customers goes to... No Man's Sky! No, no, sorry, sorry, that's too easy. Those poor guys have been kicked enough. It goes to CSGO Lotto! Of all the nominations on this list, this is the only one that might actually be illegal. It may be illegal, illegal in about five different ways, in fact. On top of that, you can't get much more scummy than trying to profit off of selling gambling to kids through grey legal loopholes. For this stomach-churning display of assholery, the CSGO Lotto team win the Prince Richard Award for royally dicking over your customers. With that in mind, it's time to announce our third nomination for the top prize. The third nomination for the XP for the begrudgingly not worst Game of the Year award goes to... Starbound. It stole 30 hours of our lives in its early beta, and now it's out and better than ever. After riding on years of expectations and promises, it proved to be one of the true early access success stories. All of these things are irrelevant to the prize, of course, because it's nominated solely on the fact that you can play as a giant talking bird. On to our next prize. The fourth XP we have to give away today is not for the game makers, but for the game players. Another year and yet more reasons to get angry at this hobby of ours. However, this XP isn't for them, 
The XP is for anger directed at a seemingly undeserved source, or at least a large amount of anger thrown at something that isn't that bad. The overreaction cup, the prize for the angry. This is a shitstorm in a thimble award for most confusingly unnecessary controversy. Once again, this prize is aimed squarely at those stories that made us go, what? Specifically, why are you yelling? On to our first nomination. The first nomination for this XP goes to the mainstream media reacting to Pokemon Go. Perhaps it wasn't the gaming revolution that people claimed it would be when it was taking over the world as a cultural phenomenon, but there's no doubt that Pokemon Go is a massively influential game this year. Its praises were only matched by its dissenters, with people saying that it was making our kids reckless, shackled to their thrones, in the throes of big data, and becoming a public nuisance. Add to that a metatextual layer of people complaining about how popular it was, and you have a recipient for a non-controversy. Our second nomination goes to Dead or Alive Extreme 3 not coming to the West. It wouldn't be one of these awards without a representa representative from the anime breast school of non-controversy rearing its head. This one is particularly galling because it all seemed like a cynical marketing ploy for an honestly awful game. Regardless, this was the hill that many chose to die on, and the only message that really sent was, we have bad taste in erotic video games. Our third nomination goes to... The No Man's Sky Delay. Hindsight is 2020, and boy do we wish we could put this one behind us. Emblematic of the really nasty hype monster behind No Man's Sky, the report of its delay was beyond bonkers. The delay wasn't even that large, and yet people still sent threats and then went into super sleuth denial mode. A denial mode that was ultimately revealed for the stupidity it was when the damn thing was delayed anyway. Our fourth and final nomination goes to... The takedown of Nintendo fan games and remakes. Now hold on, we know what you're thinking and... Ew, with your best friend? Uh, anyway, what you were thinking after that was that these people were done over by a heartless copyright system wielded like a bludgeon by a heartless corporation, and we totally agree. But the thing that earns it the nomination was the shock that people felt. Does copyright suck? Well, absolutely, but... Remake an entire old video game, and the hammer is going to come down regardless of which beloved developer is on the other end. Congratulations to all the nominees. And now, the moment you're all ready to be angry at, the winner of the XP for the most confusingly unnecessary controversy goes to... Pokemon Go! Pokemon Go has to take the prize for the sheer level of metatextuality within its defenders and dissenters. You have one level of people who like it, a second level of people who are against it in a counterculture kind of way, and you have a third level of people who are complaining about the complainers. And without complaining about that, we've ascended to level 4. And our acknowledgement of that takes us up to level 5. Uh, and we're going to stop before we end up in an infinite recursion loop of whinging. For saying it'll somehow simultaneously save and destroy civilization as we know it, Pokemon Go and the mainstream media take home the prize. That brings us to the end of our second award block. As such, we're going to award another nomination for the not worst game of the year. And the nomination goes to... Phoenix Wright 6 Spirit of Justice. We honestly weren't expecting this to turn out as well as it did. The setting seemed to put too much emphasis on the weird spirituality that were always a goofy sideline to the hard logic of the Ace Attorney games. What we weren't expecting was a rock-solid entry to the series that provided profound and heartfelt moments, while also mastering both exaggeration and subtlety to create a game that's up there with our favourites in the series. Congratulations to Spirit of Justice. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. 
You're listening to the XPs, and we will see you soon. And now... Uh, I have no idea, which is weird because I wrote the script. Since E3 lands right in the mid-year break, we have the privilege of getting not one, but two cheap segments out of it. The year is 2029. The Illuminati is scheming some evil bullshit and only you playing as Adam, gravelly voiced. Uh. Alright, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 date on uh, spoilers on Arkham City is lifted at this point. <clears throat> okay, um, seeing as how we're out in <laughs> we're the... We're broadcasting yeah. everyone. Okay, the Joker dies at the end of Arkham City. Okay, there we go. Right, that's done. (laughs) PC players of Pokemon Go have been getting hit. I'm gonna. I I will finish it by next week. So instead, (laughs) yes, but you said that last week. All right, but this time, this time, this this time, time, I promise. If it sounds like this plot was written by a 14-year-old Reddit user, it's probably blah blah blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know last week I promised that I would finish the new Phoenix Riot. And you haven't? And I have not. <laughs> I have the punch sound effect still lined up. Do you want to give that a go? Alright, guys. So the word from the station is whoa, no, I, I ran out of. I ran out of words. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> But no, it, it wrapped up really nicely, and just overall, the game is faster, slicker, smoother than Bayonetta 1, and Bayonetta 1 came with it, and so it's just... What um, more could you want? One more. It's a really, really... Except to come to other consoles. How dare you. <laughs> the XP's are brought to you by last year's joke. <coughs> oh, God. But now it finally all makes sense. Use the power of quadruple mercury pop plimmy. I know that one's meant to be bad, but that was bad. So I have now used an HTC Vive. So come on, I'm ready. Pick my brains. Pick All my right. brains about the um, Vive. Uh, what is, what's it like? Is it good? I usually talk. <laughs> Oh, well, you have my untimely death on two semesters worth of blooper reels. <laughs> the XPs are brought to you by Obligation. Obligation, it's what keeps two-year-old radio shows ticking along. Welcome back to the XPs. We're about to enter our final block of prizes. Before we celebrate the best of the best, we must take a moment to think about the heroes of this year who were neither unsung nor widely praised. The average of the average, the bland of the bland, the beige of video games. Not every game is going to be a hit and not every game is going to be a miss. Today we want to celebrate the guardians of the status quo, the 50% of video games. Many games have the talents behind them to put out a working, technically fine game that just makes us go... This is the reasonably priced Vanilla Ice Cream Award for services to mediocrity. Our first nomination goes to... EA for Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Take a flawed gem of a game and then buff it down until both the cracks and the shine are gone. Mirror's Edge Catalyst was an exercise in frustrations. Beautiful looking, technically competent, and usually unutterly standard. The worst part of playing it was the glimmers of a great game that were poking out from underneath. 
Our second nomination goes to... Far Cry Primal. See, you'd already forgotten that Far Cry Primal was a thing, and that seems very telling for such a big budget game. Trust Ubisoft to find a way to transport a modern shooter to a fascinating and little done setting, but still manage to make it pretty much the same as all of its predecessors. Our third nomination goes to... Tom Clancy's The Division. A lot of people like this one, and that's totally fine, there's nothing wrong with it at all. We just feel that when you take Destiny and then replace space and robots with hoodies and cities, you drain any colour from what is already a pretty alright kind of experience. For deciding a man wearing a beanie can take 20 sniper shots to the face, The Division gets a nomination. Our final nomination goes to... Telltale for both Minecraft Story Mode and Batman. One is full of colour and the other has some cool detective sleuthing in it, but neither seem to break beyond the mould that Telltale as a company have been settling into like a comfy pair of Ugg boots that the dog has made a bit of a mess of. Cute and charming at points, certainly. Interesting story arcs, absolutely. But very straight to the line when we're starting to expect more. And with that, it's time for our winner. And the winner of the reasonably priced vanilla ice cream award for services to mediocrity goes to... Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Mirror's Edge Catalyst had to win this prize for the simple edge it has over its opposition. It is the only game on the list that was so painfully average that it inducted induced actual anger in us as we played it. The mediocrity was made painful when, even when the glimpses of a great game lay tucked away, seeping through the cracks of the most bog-standard of the time open-world experience. It had an average open-world with an average progression system fueled by average collectibles. To receive our average prize, we'd like to invite a recipient from EA. Thank you EZXP for this, the most average of awards. We at EA have always prided ourselves on our single-minded, heartfelt and relentless strive for mediocrity. We laugh in the face of excellence and devote ourselves to making games that are too bland to even properly criticise. Our life goal at EA is to never excel in anything we ever do, and we're so proud that Mirror's Edge Catalyst has paved the way. We would like to thank all our dedicated Catalyst team, who I will now read off one by one as music that has to be looped several times to stretch out over the entire list. Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's very encouraging to hear, uh, but wouldn't you say that by dedicating so much effort to being average that you excel at mediocrity? Wow. EA is run by literal robots. You did call it. I did call it. And now, it's time for our final nomination for the begrudgingly not worst game of 2016. Our fifth and final nomination goes to... Inside. Call it a sequel to Limbo, call it an indie darling, call it a small child murder catharsis generator, but whatever it was, it captured our hearts. Captured them and then stabbed it with a giant leg of a spider. With the nominations in place, it's time for the real deal, the big one. It's time for us to weigh in on the game that we begrudgingly have to admit wasn't that bad. Before we open the final envelope, Let's review the nominations. The nominees are... Stories, The Path of Destiny. The Witness. Starbound. Ace Attorney 6, Spirit of Justice. And Inside. Is everybody ready? Because the game that we begrudgingly have to admit was not a bad game for 2016 is... Spirit of Justice! Oh, how poetic that the game that started it all for this show would be the game that ends off our second year. 
a simply awesome addition to the franchise that turned out to be the best surprise this year. We were expecting to enjoy it, we weren't expecting to love it like we did. Few games bring the character and heart that the Phoenix Wright series does, and it's a genuine joy to have such a strong entry in our hands. Spirit of Justice could have won because of the time we spent on this very show gushing about it. It could have won for being one of the best games since the original trilogy. It could have won on its beautiful script or its beautiful construction, but no! What wins it the prize was its ability to actually voc- was its ability to actually force vocalized reactions to it. From laugh-out-loud moments to genuine gasps of horror to passionate HELL yes. It'll take you on a roller coaster ride of emotions and stop you by the gift shop on the way out. We can't recommend it highly enough for anyone who is interested in the series. Hell, let, let this be your reminder for the week to play Phoenix Wright series if you haven't yet. You're missing out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for the second annual XP Awards. Thanks for joining us, one and all. Congratulations to all the winners and in the spirit of our winner. And to everyone, always remember, the only time a lawyer can cry is when it's all over.
Meanwhile, in the Easy XP writing department. I swear the XP script isn't going to be too long. Well, how long is it going to be? Uh, well, you know, just before the other words. See, if I didn't know better, I'd think you just said 4,000 words. That was the Easy XP writing department. Uh, well, I mean, that's it. Yep. I, I got nothing. We, we've got a bunch of left time left and uh, <laughs> haven't planned anything. <laughs> yep, we haven't planned anything because... Yeah, look, that script is 4,000 freaking words long and it only goes for half and an hour. And a heartbeat, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not extending that to 8,000 words. Good no. Lord, no. <laughs> but um, no, as always, um, we're, I guess, near the halfway point of our show, so we turn to a little bit of self-indulgence. Because yes. it is, of course, our last show... Of the year, if the entire Oscars end of year awards piss take didn't um, didn't clue you into that fact, so I reckon it's probably time to say our goodbyes and talk about what we're what we've been playing, what we intend to play, and what the next couple of months look like for us. Yeah. So, um, oh well, yeah. Now I've I've been actually. At the moment, I've been getting into Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, you said you were going to be getting through I that. I did, yeah. I was, I was very inspired by the trailer and just years of having friends and, and telling me, you have to play this. It's one of the best games of all time. <laughs> and the fact that I own a copy. I've owned a copy <laughs> for years that I bought yes. cheap and I've yes. just never put it in my PS3. And I was like, I I have enough. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I, I want to I wanna play this. So I've been getting stuck into that. And I think... I think I'm around about maybe a third way through the game, so to speak. Okay. And yeah, I've been having a really a really great time with it. It's it um, is a pretty spectacular game. It is. And and even though at this point it's about oh like 6 years old or so. I think it came mm. out in 2010. It still just like has just so many like amazing moments to it. Like all the all the characters in the world just feel so amazingly realized like mm. Uh, uh, just every little bit from like the riding around the world and you just see random people riding past you or random things you can interrupt interact with to like the characters themselves and the quality of the voice acting like all the all the people even if some of them are like kind of classic rock star like slightly <laughs> like slightly caricatured maybe slightly weird they all just like put such like a good job of making these feel like believable people you'd find out in the old west like. yeah it's something i heard on um one of the giant bomb podcasts yeah that that small <laughs> the small association giant bomb who totally Ooh. need our <laughs> support go check those guys out yeah. <laughs> but no I, uh and they shared a saying that um the next generation doesn't start until rockstar says it starts Yes. Um, and because they haven't actually made a next-gen game yet. That's right. Uh, GTA V, of course, came out last-gen. Yeah, on the PS3 and now you, they did port it to the PS4. But the thing is, is that it was still designed for those last consoles. Yeah. It was meticulously tweaked to fit on those systems. And so they haven't actually made a full-on next-gen game yeah. yet. Red Dead Redemption 2 will be, be that, that game. And, you know, if the trailer's anything to go off... Oh, it's going to be exciting. It, it will be. It will I think, be. I think also, I just... There aren't, like, a lot of West uh, games set in the Wild West, and I think and none of them have done as good a job as Red Dead Redemption have, mm. I think. And so, 
I'm very excited because I think it's a I think it's a definitely a more interesting world to me at least than sort of your urban environment because there are a, a dime of plenty of games out there set in an open world urban environment even if Rockstar does normally do it do it the best so mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 I'm really keen for I think and, and yeah I've been having a great time with this there are definitely like a few things that show its age like you know there's a little bit of like maybe a frame rate drops when too much stuff is going on or like I've it was the PS3 after I've all. definitely encountered my fair share of open world jank that, uh, <laughs> you know. TM open world jank <laughs> TM yes so but you know it's none of it is, is ever egregious enough to take me like out of the out of the experience and oh god you'd hope not <laughs> uh. if, if, if somebody got turned off an open world game for every bit of jank that the, for just the tiniest bit of jank then they would never be able to play open world games yep they couldn't you, play any modern games for that matter the the yeah the day there's an open world game that that is jank free i think will be a real m- it milestone. wouldn't be a fun open world <laughs> game if it was jank free i mean let's be real i want my people's faces turned inside out <laughs> my invisible horses and all that fun stuff yeah um, um, my favorite thing is um Oh, when I was playing it, it was just the joke that I just made over and over again was that when um, when you were walking out of a building, like after a cutscene, with um, there was one moment at the very beginning that I remembered it happening, but I think it happened a couple of times. Like two male character models, because they use the same walk animation, they start them walking at the same time, so their walk animation is perfectly synchronized. <laughs> it's beautiful the synchronized walking animations just <laughs> uh. excellent excellent but yeah so i i fully intend to finish that and my god it it really scratches that that open world completionist itch of mine there's just so much stuff to do and i i knowing myself i and the completionist that i am when it comes to games like these I will probably end up 100%ing the game. All <laughs> the side quests and the challenges and That's the impressive. Yeah, and and you know, some of it's not too, some of it's kind of fun to do. It was as well, like the hunting challenges. You'd hope and, that quite a bit of it would be fun to do if you're going to be doing all yeah, this. Like I I've definitely had my limits of games where and like if there's collectibles that are just completely insane or pointless to get i'm like no i won't be doing this but i'm happy to spend as much time in this world as i can and mm. get me really excited for red dead redemption 2 yeah it's only uh six years <laughs> off the bandwagon but i think the fact that you're still enjoying it I, um so many years yeah. later is i i'm i've definitely fallen off the bandwagon a long time ago when even though you're making these xps i i had to stop and think how many games did that actually came out this year that I play this year? Because <laughs> it wasn't a lot. I played a lot of games that came out last year or the year before. But fortunately, the <laughs> the official XP's rules are: screw all of yours. We do what we want. So uh, it's our radio show. It's our radio show, we and we can we cry want. if we want to. Uh, although, um, you said that there weren't many uh, Western games. Uh, there's actually one that I played ages ago. It's actually great. I, I recommend it to people if you can pick it up for cheap. Um, as it's sort of more in line with the original Red Dead, Red Dead Revolver, which is sort of yeah. more like a linear gung ho sort of polished version of that. It was called Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I think I've heard people actually that their game come up and people are like, hey, this is a game that people didn't, think would be that good but it's actually it really good. well because its predecessor call of juarez the cartel was awful like revoltingly awful yeah. not just awful but also <laughs> racist like it actually had an achievement for killing black people in it oh, it's just no. it, it was 
it was horrific. That's not good. But um, Call of Juarez Gunslinger, it was a sort of return to roots of the series um, with lots of uh, westerny shootouty action. And I played through it. Uh, the campaign took me about four hours. Um, and they sort of said, hey, you can do New Game Plus and play through it a couple of times to get absolutely everything. But I thought, eh, I'm good. Um, and so it's if probably you, on sale for yeah, these yeah. days. For if, you can get it for, if you can get it for like 10 bucks or something, yeah. then for a four hour, really, really solid western campaign, highly recommend it hmm. um but yeah and as far as games that i intend to play hopefully now uh coming up to the end of the year um i i do want to i will start witcher 3 <laughs> <laughs> it's a game that i always just i i salute you, you i always you are... every time when it comes to me to start picking a new game to start on i, I see it and i'm like do I? Maybe uh, this time. And I'll be lucky. Like, you know, I, I know that I will end up enjoying it. I'll probably love it as much as yeah. the many people who have played it have told me that it's the best game they've ever played and that it's incredible. But I just, uh, but I also know it's going to be a big time commitment. Mm. And, I, and I just look at him and go, oh, I. Oh, do I press the yeah. button? I, I can't I can't wait to um, <laughs> send you off sailing on that ship as it devours. Yeah. God, how long did it take me? I think it took me about six. 60 hours? Yeah, I think minimum. Maybe? I'd definitely more than that if you're dedicated and oh, knowing me. Well, I, I, actually, <laughs> I actually had did a surprising completionist bent um, on that one. Like, oh. I didn't do... I um, which is which is unusual for me because I'm not really into that completionist stuff. I'm I'm more of a quality over quantity gamer. Yeah. So I, I I'm happy paying more for experiences that will end. Um rather than saying oh it's only four hours i'm not paying 20 bucks for that that's not the kind of i'm more like hey if it's really really great i'm happy to pay for it that's the kind of gamer i am yeah but when i went into witcher 3 like i did i think i did pretty much every side quest like i didn't go after gwent and i don't think i ticked off absolutely everything on the map yeah like these sort of like spot things like oh yeah clear out this bandit camp or whatever but like the actual full-on quests and side quests i think i got them all which um which for me is a big deal i think it just shows how awesome it is and how realized yeah, it is because they all have a lot of like effort put into them you know it's not just your standard like they all have their own like cutscenes and stuff to them, yeah, right? yeah yeah which is i think that's well like sort of similar to red dead, red dead redemption where even the side quests and that have a little you know a little cutscene moment with a, the character you interact with so even if the actual quest itself is like go here or like get this thing you still get like a nice little kind of story beat to it yeah um yeah. witcher 3 is great yeah witcher 3 i i also have i also have dark souls 3 that i would mm. love to get started on that's an that's another game where i know it's not just that it's a time thing but it's it's a Dark Souls game. Yeah, I need to like it, it prepare will, myself. It will for consume it. Yeah, your mind. I'm just like I don't know, just getting into it's like, oh, it's gonna be a long a long time of not only playing it, but then like re like looking up like weapon stats and like <laughs> builds and figuring out how I wanna build my character and like Dark Souls will be oh, your what, every what, waking what, moment. What what like how do I wanna uh spec and it's just gonna i just like but i, I do want to play it because i love the dark souls games and i have heard people praise the third one as like yeah. kind of the second one a lot of people were a bit down on they didn't think like I'm, i think i'm sort of probably in the same camp where i think it was t like it was more there was more stuff to do it was sort of more in every way and they definitely mm -hmm. made a lot of like improvements just gameplay and like 
and also like but it just didn't quite capture yeah, dark souls it one sort of it felt like almost too much in a way like too too many boss battles and too many uh things but but i've heard dark souls 3 is like maybe a return to form that people seem mm. very pleased of and i think it also takes a lot of like little things from bloodborne that people like God, i still need to go back and finish bloodborne <laughs> that's just been sitting that's another one that's been sitting there for ages yeah uh, um, someday and I think as the final one I can think off the top of my head is I I really want to play Doom. You know? Oh yeah. Because I've heard I've heard people say the sing not not really for the multiplayer I'll admit, but just the single player campaign. I've heard people say is bloody great. So if I see that on a Steam sale, you know, probably the coming Christmas sale, I might pick that up and play Sounds that. Totally fair. Yeah. Are there any of the upcoming releases? That's interesting because, like, uh, unfortunately for us, considering we have to do our end of year award show before the most significant releases of the year <laughs> yeah, come out for the Christmas period, yeah, yeah. Um, I think actually, I don't know. I don't know if this is like just this might have already just come out, but um, I'm a kind of interested in Titanfall two. Oh yeah, I've heard that the single player for that is really good. Yeah, like, better than it has any right to be. Yeah, and and I've and I've also heard I've heard that as well. It's kind of like a plot with you you like kind of form a relationship like a bond with your your mech which is which is a cool yeah. a cool plot and um and i've also just heard the multiplayer is tons of fun like mm. what's not fun about like mul- like running and jumping and wall <laughs> running and getting into giant mechs and shooting flaming shurikens yeah. and everything i've heard about it makes it sound awesome so i think uh, I'd, I'd definitely be keen to give that a go. You've also been playing a little bit of Dishonored recently, haven't yes, you? Yes, so I did. Dishonored I did actually. Might be, yeah. yeah, I sort of. I did actually start Dishonored one because I was like, because um, you actually gifted to me for my birthday. I Thank did. You, Den. I did. And um, and Dishonored two is coming out, so I was like, well, I ne- like, yeah, I should, I should check it out before Dishonored two. So I, I got. I'll probably end up continuing playing that as well. I got up. I was. Uh, I'm in the middle of sort of like the first mission of the game, so yep. ver- not very far in. Are you but... planning to do a low chaos or a high chaos run? Uh... So how many people are you intending <laughs> to stab? How stabby are you going to get? Probably. Oh, it's hard to say. Probably low chaos. Mm. I don't know. I always tend to skew towards the the good or the less yeah. less evil of moral choices when it comes to these Witcher games. 3 is going to screw with your head because <laughs> it did for me because like in, in Witcher 3 I, I'm also a goody two-shoes in yeah. role-playing games and so just like going into Witcher 3 when there are it's just all there's just huge amounts of ambiguity yeah. it messes with your head uh, yeah that's that's the thing It's not, whenever it's a game where it's just like kill this person or don't I'm like <laughs> oh it's a neat choice but then when you have games like that where it's like Oh god, I don't actually know what to choose. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your response to some of the quests, like the Bloody Baron quest oh, line. Yes. And That's one I've oh, heard boy. I lo- like particularly good things about, so I'm very keen to play that. Yeah, just um, so much stuff. But, but yeah, might check out Dishonored 2, Titanfall 2. Oh gosh, what else is coming out? <laughs> I'm actually you know what, despite the kind of meh experience we have with the DB Games Explorer, I'm actually kinda of interested in, if it reviews well, checking out Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, I think that's just been in development for so long and yeah, yeah. I've kind of like I've sort of stopped paying attention to all the media and stuff because I'm like I don't, what's, I don't know what it is but yeah if it reviews well then yeah. I'm totally down for that although 
one of the things that I'm going to be going through is um, I still need to get through Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, <laughs> I still need to do the that. Never ending story. The never. Yeah. yeah I, I said this before. I said this the last time we were talking about it. I play RPGs on a year delay. So I I get them. Then a year later, I play them. So, so it, it'll be. take a year to finish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'll be a year this Christmas. So, uh, yeah, December 26th. That's when I'll really start getting into Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, but I don't know. Is there anything else coming out that is catching, that's caught your eye, Den? Uh, yeah, the stuff we've mentioned are the big things. I'm, I'm sort of... I'm kind of interested in playing Battlefield 1. Oh, of all things. Yeah, I... The last... Honestly, the last Battlefield game that really caught my attention was Battlefield 2142. <laughs> Bad Company 2. Yeah. Oh, I, that was mine. I get into that. But uh, yeah, uh, Battle, uh, Battlefield 2142 was so... It was awesome. <laughs> it was such a good game. And then like it never got as much like, I don't know, like respect or playtime as like Battlefield 2 or all the other entities. But anyway, uh, Battlefield 1, I just think the World War One setting looks kind of cool. And like... I, I've seen a bit of like the single player missions and they seem to really like have some interesting scenarios and really capture the kind of like mix of like oh god what a horrific like war it was and the other side of like World War One was full of some just crazy shit where it's <laughs> like people were just like trying things for the first time it's like we built this crazy tank it doesn't work very well but let's go and then you uh, got history. a guy in you know more or less a ned kelly-esque suit of armor because that's like the best thing they had at the time and it's like i just seems kind of cool and also the multiplayer from what i've seen just looks like really chaotic fun as as a lot of battlefield games end up being except just in a world of one Sending, I think it looks kind of cool. I, I think the big thing it's going to be for me, because I won't be able to afford anything else, is um, I finally decided, like, put the okay stamp on actually getting yes. a Vive. I finally decided that, okay, this is totally going to be a thing that is actually going to happen. Yes. And so I'm just waiting for the bank accounts to align properly, and then I'm going to make that order. So Ooh, that's exciting. maybe in the next week or so, and then who knows how long it'll take to get here, um, between two and three weeks. Yes. So that's... That is now definitely 100% happening, which is kind of scary because <laughs> I, I, I think it might actually be the biggest investment I've ever made in anything. Because, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> like, pretty much all of the big purchases in my life have been a collaboration of, like, gifts and things. So, like, oh, yeah, I got given this part from this person, like, mainly computers and stuff. Yeah, I got this part yeah. from this person. This bit was hand-me-down. This bit I bought for myself. But it's, like, the actual most amount of money I've ever spent in one place at one time. So that's going to be a bit... Whew, uh, so yeah, that's exciting. That's, that's going to be sweet, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> and I know I have a lot of friends who are going to be very interested suddenly to, hey, uh, why don't we hang out sometime? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, virtual reality does that to people. It, it Everyone, does. Everyone wants to try it out. Uh, and yeah, and I'm going to have lots of fun with that. I'm particularly... I have a feeling I'm going to spend a lot of time in Space Pirate Trainer because uh, yeah. from the games that I've played of that, that is quite simply bonkers, bonkers, bonkers I, I, fun. Like, of course, uh, I have to recommend Rec Room. It's just such a... <laughs> oh, it's just so dumb and so fun. Just for the social recluse like me. I, like, there was one moment I... Uh, because uh, if I explained this before, in Rec Room, you, you actually are interacting with other people yeah. and you're talking on your mics and your headsets and... And I was uh, 
You were fist bumping. I, I, I was people. talking a lot, and and then and I I think I was in. I think it's people from. All, it's definitely people from all over the world. There's a lot of Americans, and then some some little kid was like, "Stop speaking. Stop trying to be Australian." I said, <laughs> "I can't. I am Australian." And and he said he. I, That's a great the line. The kid apologized and said that he was scared of Australia after he saw <laughs> some Australian horror movie when he was young. So there was also another. Uh, yeah, rec- what, what, just, uh, if, if you ever come across a kid rec- ever again, what you need to do is just need to go, just yell, "Oh shit, the spiders!" and suddenly log out. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Just it's, to- so, it's so because the avatar tracks your whole body. You 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 can like lay down on the floor, and, and the avatar in the game will basically lie down as well so you can act like you've just died if the you want the, <laughs> the unknown benefits of virtual reality scaring the shit out of young children um, but yeah VR great, great. Oh, one more I just thought off the top of my head I'll probably get the new Pokemon you know what I think I will too yeah, yeah. I, I Pokemon I... Go has done <laughs> astonish that game has Pokemon Sun and Moon has already beaten the series records for sales on pre-orders alone that's, that's nuts they must be so happy with that i'm sure pokemon go really helped in just like re- reinvigorating a lot of people's interest in this series. yeah that's the thing when people say like oh it's dying it's like, who cares who cares who's using it anymore because it made them boatloads of money it's elevated the brands to the point where sun and moon are going to be the most successful pokemon games on the planet like, who cares what happens yeah. to Pokemon Go now? And and um, and like I, I I played Omega Ruby, and that was like the first Pokemon game I'd played in years, like mm. literally since the first original Gold on the Game Boy Color, and and I I got really I had a really fun time with that. It was like my first like Pokemon experience in ages, and and from everything I've seen of this, it looks like they're making a lot of really cool like kind of additions to the series as well as all the new pokemon just a lot of new like gameplay and like world additions that that make look like it's gonna be really cool yeah yeah. and unfortunately i think that brings us on the hour yes so um we're going to uh play a sound effect then set the mood with some more appropriate music and then we're going to give you our final goodbyes for the year so stay tuned for that Something a little bit different, just, uh, well, Jesus, two years. Yeah, it's been two a ride. Two friggin' years. Um, and it's been great to have you along for the ride and everyone who's listened to uh, this stupid little experiment, <laughs> this, this little pet project of ours. It's yeah, been... it's been a, a lot of fun doing it, I must say. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, the, the very first days when you you asked me to come on board after our after a long chat about, about Phoenix, Phoenix Rise, ah. uh, and and yeah, it's been great doing the show with you, Dan, and say. and with you, Mig Zero. So with that, <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to give our final goodbyes for the year. Um, well, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We have one more song to play for you. Um, this song is going to be Merry Little Christmas by Dale North just for um, just to properly set the mood um, for for our last show um, to head you into the holidays and so we're going to be leaving you with that and um, so from all of us here at Easy XP we want to say thank you very much for listening to 
our fantastically silly show for these past two years. We hope that you have a very Merry Christmas, a fantastic New Year, and once again, my name is Dan. And I'm Mixero. And until we meet again, I hope you enjoy.